Welcome to the sound of supreme bliss. This is one podcast you can miss. Connecting real issues to the Buddhist teachings to get the true meaning. Come join the sound of supreme bliss. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Sound of Supreme Bliss. We are back with our second episode. My name's Colony. And I'm Chavini. This episode, we will be talking about friends, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones in between. Firstly, let's pay homage to the blessed one, the worthy one, the supremely enlightened one. Kalani has mentioned Kalyanamitra in our first program. And just to refresh your memory a little bit, as most of you may not know who a Kalyanamitra is, a Kalyanamitra is a noble friend or a good spiritual friend. And they're the type of friends that we need to have and make in our lives. So Kalyanamitra is very relevant to our topic today because our whole topic is about the importance of good friends and the different types of friends. Our environment really influences how we grow and who we become. And that's why the Supreme Buddha said that it's really important to be aware of it. As we're growing up, we actually spend more time with our friends and they influence us more than our parents. So having bad friends negatively affects our future compared to having good friends that positively influence us. Now, today we're gonna be talking about different types of friends. We hear all the time that it's important to have good friends, but what does that really mean? You know, friendship is a good topic, not only to assess the people around you and the situation you're in, but also to call yourself out. What kind of friend are you, Chavini? Tough question. Um, <laughs> I have to ask other people about that. Say, so, Colin, am I a good friend? <laughs> You know, I would I would say you're a good friend in the short time I've known you. Uh, but you know what? I think we would be able to categorize ourselves the more we go into this episode because there's three specific categories and we'll break that down a little bit more. Um, and then we can maybe identify ourselves at the end a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, actually, my name being Colony, I've just been told by my mom today, not today, recently, actually is a derivative of the word Kalyanamitha. So Colony actually means good friend too. So hopefully, by the end of this episode, we'll find out if I live up to my own name. (laughs) So we can actually separate friends into three categories and we can break it down even more. Now, the first type of friend that we're going to talk about is people who have higher qualities than you. One person would be the Supreme Buddha because he's not only a teacher, but he's also, I would say, a friend because he teaches us a lot of things in life in a very nice way that we can understand and it's not overly complicated mm. and very relevant to our lives now yeah so i think the takeaway with that one here is following the line of buddhism a person or people who have higher qualities than you um, in terms of friendship is someone that can guide you down the path of buddhism and do better in that to essentially get to a good destination that's how I would kind of summarize that. Now, the second category that we're going to talk about are people who have the same qualities just like you. Now, Charlie, do you know what kind of people I'm talking about here? I have an example in my head, and I think we might have the same thing, but yeah. <laughs> hopefully you align. Hopefully we align. <laughs> I think we do align, to be honest, because <laughs> I would classify you in this category. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> and it's also the Kalyana Mitzvahs that we've made through the youth group. So with being mm-hmm. involved with the Mahamilnava Melbourne youth group, um, we've gained a lot of friends 
and I think that's the same mm-hmm. with Melanie as well. A lot of people that we've made friends with have kind of become like friends that we go to uh, when we have problems or just to even just have a good chat with. Also the type of friends that we can discuss Buddhism with. So exactly. Kind of like all rounder friends, right, Kalani? Yeah, exactly. So the way the Supreme Buddha kind of broke it down is that it's okay to associate with these kinds of people because most of the time this means we'll be more engaged to practice good actions and words. So for us here living in Melbourne, a good example would be the Mahamaunava Youth Group because you're surrounded by all like-minded people. We're all in the same path. We're all trying to be better Buddhists. We're all trying to get, get down that path a bit more. So kind of being around that similar environment with similar people, you're motivated to do more and do better. Um, and I know from personal experience, I feel like sometimes when you kind of get into Buddhism, it's really hard to keep doing things because in Western society, the everything that's normalized just contradicts with a lot of the teachings and the beliefs in Buddhism. So you're just, I know I personally felt like a conflict. I'll be like, oh, like, surely a white lie is not a big deal, like all these little things. So when you're surrounded with people that believe the same things as you and also are doing the same things as you, it's easier to practice that like muscle of Buddhism of doing the right thing rather than when you're surrounding yourself with other people that aren't doing the same thing and it's just so easy to be influenced with the bad things. And I think it's to do with um, growing up in the Western society as well. Like we're Sri Lankans, but we have a Buddhist background. We're trying to be accepted in both societies. It's tough. Mm not easy and it, it takes a lot out of you and it's kind of hard to figure out what's right what's wrong if you haven't been kind of like exposed to both sides to know yeah what's right and what's wrong uh, so not just being told that this is right this is wrong sometimes experiencing it does change you and help you realize what is the right path yeah yeah Exactly. I agree. Because sometimes, as you mentioned, growing up or like going to school with people that are like a multicultural school where you're not surrounded by Sri Lankans, you're not surrounded by Buddhists, everyone just wants to fit in. You just want to like mold into the crowd. Sometimes you do get swayed to do things that you probably shouldn't be doing, you know, like swearing is so, so part of Australian culture. So even from like a young age, like I remember I first started going like, cause when I came to Australia, I was only 12 or 13. So I was like grade seven, grade eight. When I first started going, everyone around me was just like really like swearing and all these things. And I was just like, <gasps> but th- that's normal. Like that's just how it is here. This, this like leads on to the third and final type of friend, which um, is the opposite of everything that we've been talking about. It's bad friends. So People who engage in bad activities, practice bad actions and words. Supreme Buddha said, try not to associate with these kinds of people, but this doesn't mean you shouldn't be compassionate towards them. Now, I actually have a personal story about this one here. Um, As I mentioned, I started school here in Australia when I was about 12 or 13. And on my first day of school, I met like this group of friends. And there's this one friend that like she and I, we just instantly clicked and we were joint at the hip throughout all of secondary school or all of high school. And when we started going to university, we got split up. So we went to two separate universities in two very different parts of Melbourne, further away from each other, as far as away from each other as they can be. And because we got separated from each other um, and we're, we're both starting university. I don't know about you, but like first year uni, there's like this hype and 
like excitement about the social calendar of university and for the first time I feel like not just for us as Sri Lankans but like a lot of people it's for the first time a lot of young adults get to experience a sense of freedom where they're not like regimented to go to school and then tuition and everything it's just like oh this is like you kind of have a little taste of like oh this I can live my own life and it's a little bit dangerous because you get a little bit too much freedom too soon and then you kind of just follow the university lifestyle and follow down that path of partying. And I don't know about you, but I have a very traditional background of like study, study, study. And then once you're done with school, it's just like, oh, you're at university now. Like you can relax. That was the mentality that was drilled into my head. You know, work hard during school. And then once you're in university, you can relax. So you don't need to study as much. I don't know if that's the same for you as well. Oh, no, 100% agree. It was the same thing. I felt like I was a free bird when we hit uni. I was like, yes, but now what? <laughs> exactly. You know, that's such a pivotal point in our life. We're 18, which is, uh, unfortunately, it's the legal drinking age here and it's the legal age for you to get your license. So it's just like a lot of freedom straight off the bat. Um, so with all of that, as we go into university and we start like socializing because, you know, you're meeting a lot of new people, you're kind of letting go of a lot of people that you, a lot of friends that you made throughout high school or primary school, you do, it's easy to fall into the bad cult or the toxic culture of the partying and the drinking that is, that is evident in university. So going back to my story, <laughs> my friend essentially went down this pathway. So she went to all the parties, all the orientation, like uh, O-week parties and all the barbecues and, you know, all these events. Obviously, there's alcohol. So she would kind of fall down that. And this was like the first time I think she's ever tasted alcohol in her life. And she just kind of, it was a slippery slope. She she got obsessed or she got um she kind of craved the feeling of intoxication. So every time she drank was worse than the last. And because we went to different unis and I didn't really engage in it as much, like I would attend these events, but like I wouldn't drink. I would try to stay away from it. But like what would happen is that because I was a longest friend, you know, I don't know if anyone here has a drunk friend or has a friend that tends to go down that path quite a lot. You can expect a lot of drunk texts, a lot of drunk Snapchats, a lot of drunk phone calls of them doing the silliest things. Me being the sober one, 100% of the time, it's always them asking for help. I would drop everything if I could and go to help her because I wanted to be a good friend for her because I was just so loyal to her because she was like my first friend. Yeah, I don't want to feel isolated without her there. I don't know because I just a sense of family and belonging to her but then as as time went on she, like her habits just got worse and worse and I just kind of reached a tipping point I was like you know I'm sick and tired of being the only person that goes to that goes to help her when she's an absolute mess and at, and at one point like she kept going down that path and she'd be like oh Colony, you're no fun like you never party with me you never drink with me and to be honest with you, I, like, I was contemplating. I was like, oh, because like, I want to save this friendship that I've had for so long that I was thinking, I was like, should I go down this path? Because, you know, I don't want to lose this friend because if I don't, like I was thinking if I don't, then I'm going to lose this friend. But if I do, then I'm going to lose my virtue. So I was just like stuck between a rock and a hard place. What's more important? It's like a, oh, Exactly. Exactly. She kind of 
had a lot of our old school friends with her as well. So it was like, I felt very separated and very isolated from it. So I was just trying to like, not feel alone, you know? Luckily, after all that, I, I was still going to youth group and things like that. But somehow one of the topics for, um, someone asked a question actually at youth group about drinking and um, how do you like stand your ground? This woman once that was delivering the, the youth group or Dhamma sermon was talking about his experience when he was a lay person. And he said, you know, he always stood to his virtue. He would never drink. But what happened down the line is that people would respect him and whenever they needed help, like serious help, they would always go to him because they had that respect and admiration for his resilience. I think it just came at the perfect time because I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, what to do? Thinking my life is going to end. My my social world is in shambles. I'm not going to have any friends. I'm going to be a loner. So, yeah, at that point, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to stick to my virtue. And luckily, I had, like, heaps of friends at youth, as you mentioned. So we had a lot of good Kalyana with her. And a good bunch of friends there. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're all good kids. If you're in Melbourne, come and join us, okay? Well, <laughs> I promise you, we don't bite. That friend just kind of kind of drifted away, and we drifted away. And I was okay with that. I was like, I'll be here for you if you ever need me, but I can't condone this lifestyle. So I just I have to do what's good for me at the end of the day, because I don't want to end up in a bad place. And I definitely feel like that friend of mine would be classified as a bad friend. However, if I was to go back to do it again with what I know now, I would try to educate my friend about the dangerous lifestyle that she was living and maybe try to introduce her to some of my Kalyana myths as well. Yeah. Now, within the bad friends, there's actually four like subcategories. Do you know what it is, Chavani? Well, we have learnt about this previously, so I'm going to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the okay. first one being the friend who always tries to be the owner of your wealth. And mm-hmm. friends are only there when you are wealthy and they try to take advantage of you. And I think there's, I think there's yeah. one person in every group that's kind of like leeching off the other person. And you're going, um, I'll pay for the food next time. Or... You know, I'll shout next yeah. time, but it just never happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You will always find one of those people out there. I think they just, again, like they just try to take advantage of the situation. They're, they're always everywhere, but it's it's not even the fact that they're, you know, that they have to pay you back or anything. It's good to shout for people. And, um, it's Dani. It's, yeah, exactly. It's Dani. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's if it's constantly happening, you you get sick of it, you're paying more than what you should be paying for, and then you're going broke at the end. So Yeah, I mean, when you're a uni student, everyone knows the broke student life. It's uh, it's not a great place to be, so I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> and then there's a second one where they only treat you with words, so no, with no action. So it's just all talk, false promises, empty words. Mm. Pretty much like, I'll be there for you, or I'll be there whenever you need help but not actually being there. So, Colony, you were a friend where you said that you would be there for that person, but you were actually there. It's the opposite of what you did, in other words. Yeah. (laughs) The third one is that they approve of their friend's evil deeds. So if you are doing something bad, they will help you instead of telling you not to do it. They will support you in this. And Mm -hmm. usually they're always the one that also speaks ill of their friend's when the friend isn't there, so saying bad stuff about that person behind their back. Uh, there's yeah. always one of those as well in the group. <laughs> there's, 
yeah, the two-faced person, yeah, or 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 what people in popular culture call it now a snake. <laughs> oh yes, a snake. And then the last one is these are the friends that will help you be reborn in a bad destination. So they encourage you to drink and gamble and do all the bad stuff that we should be avoiding. I feel like my friends definitely and unfortunately fell into this category because she was you know trying to push me she's like hey why don't you do this why don't you do this or like why don't you drink this it's just one sip and I'd be like no <laughs> stop peer pressuring me I don't want to do it <laughs> yeah and you're yeah. like the one that goes no just don't drink <laughs> you're trying yeah, to do it, yeah. but like all that goes in through one year and out through the next but like these situations with people like this um is is very common especially in a western world you know like if you weren't, if I wasn't into Buddhism, I wouldn't have thought that, like, you know, just going for like a social event with with my friends, you know, having a glass of wine with a meal is that bad. But the more you know uh, and the more you learn, it, it's very dangerous because it, it can, as the name suggests, the bad friends. These type of friends is what will help you in a bad way to be reborn in a bad destination, and that's not what you want at all. Yeah, we're trying to avoid that destination and. Um... And being associated with people like that, it's hard not to mm. because they're everywhere. There's probably more of those people than anything else. Um, mm. But you have to kind of know when to say no, to move on and move away, try to do the right thing. Yeah. I, I like to say it's like practicing your uh, Buddhist muscle, you know, like any other muscle in your body, the more you use it, the stronger it gets. That's so a good one. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the more you say no, the more you stand your ground, that muscle just gets stronger and it's easier to keep saying no. To be honest, like some of the best times that I've had is like um, even just going to clean up Australia Day with some of the youth guys or even the, the homeless drive that we did. No, that was not fun, I guess. I was rewarding. But, like, organizing all of that, just catching up with everyone and doing all of that, you know, I find that fun. Maybe I'm just a real, like, No, you're person. not doing I, I found that really fun as well. Like, we went with a bunch of friends and the, mm. the monks as well. And mm. we all kind of spoke with the homeless people. We mm. associated with them and understood what their needs are. It made it really rewarding. It was so different. If I went alone, it probably wouldn't be the same experience. When you're growing up in an environment like Chavi and myself have grown up, it's so much easier to find bad friends than it is to find people who have the same qualities like you. And it's even harder to find people who have higher qualities than you. So you will find bad friends in bucket loads. You need to find those people around you that will motivate you to do good things if you are in a group of friends that you know you're now listening to this podcast and you're thinking actually I've got a bad group of friends or I am a bad friend and I need to change well if you're the bad friend you know that's that's easy because you can actually you can take the active steps to change but whereas if you're surrounded by a bad group of friends it's hard you know you don't want to you're scared to leave because it's isolating and you're like I'm going to lose all my friends and I don't have anyone to to be around and it's, it's a scary thought to imagine like I said practice that Buddhist muscle and then hopefully you know it becomes easier and sometimes you never know you might even motivate other people to join the same path as you you never know I wasn't always this way it was a good friend of mine that really really got into Buddhism and she was really really motivated and I was just like wow I really admire motivation and that's what actually made me want to become a better Buddhist from seeing all of that 
friends are not someone that will always be around you that you need to build something for yourself so if you think it's the right thing to do and when you're in trouble they will not be there to help you when you leave this world you can't take them with you that's true they will not help you through the sufferings that you're going to go through if you continuously collect demerit merit is any kind of good deed that you do and demerits is the opposite of that so any kind of bad deed easier to gain demerits than gaining merits there's so many bad things in the world the the wording itself merits and demerits is quite confusing because when you hear the word demerit you think like it's being subtracted from your merits but like it's like you're accumulating both good and you're accumulating bad so you want to always have way way more good than you have bad the important thing with this is just realizing how to compassionately maintain a mateship with people that volunteer to go down such paths Choosing our path isn't letting go of bad friends. It's letting go of their bad lifestyle. Um, Thumbs it up. So after hearing our whole podcast today, it's a good time to reflect and see where you sit in the three different categories of friends. Where do you think you are? I think... Chavani, I think we, we already established this. I think we like to think we are in the second category where we're both Kalyana Mithras and I like to think that I'm living up to my name. Uh, <laughs> <I see you. laughs> um, so we just want everyone to kind of be in the same boat as us. We want to kind of lift everyone up and give everyone the chance to develop good qualities and have the same qualities as each other and be better Buddhists. Yeah, um, and if you ever need someone to talk to and say about problems like this, please do send us a message. We will be more than happy to try and help you out. Being part of a youth group has helped us be a part of a group that we can talk to very freely about problems, and we want you to feel the same. We may not see you guys face-to-face, but... We will definitely be able to help you in other ways. Do hit us up on social media. So we do have an Instagram account, Sound of Supreme Bliss, and also a Facebook page, Sound of Supreme Bliss. Go follow, give it all a like. A couple of pages as well that you can follow. There's the Mahamona Facebook pages, Colombo Dhamma Friends, who have a website, www.serenecolombo.org, and YouTube for Colombo Dhamma Friends. They have... One Minute Sermons and Monks in the Morning. Now, I'm so excited to introduce our next segment, which is our weekly merit shout-out. So for all our new listeners, there will be a post that goes up on our Instagram and our Facebook. There will be instructions and details listed there. But essentially, we just want you to comment on those posts or DM us the merits that you've done that week. We love reading this and we, we feel so happy to hear from you guys. So I have our first official weekly merit shout out, which goes to Sanduni, who messaged us on Instagram. She has offered Buddha Puja to the Buddha this week. Now, many merits, Sanduni, keep collecting good merits and keep up the great work. And we've also got Shavina, who commented on our Instagram post. She offered a cake to the Buddha and the Mahasanga. She also helped clean the monastery garden with her father. Now continue to keep doing these meritorious deeds. We wholeheartedly rejoice in your merits. We would love all the new listeners of this episode to please jump on that post when it goes live. Please comment and please DM us 
We love reading them. We love hearing from you. And we love to rejoice in these merits as well. And it's a great opportunity to share the merits and showcase to everyone how easy it is to actually gain merits in our lay life. Let's do the sharing of merits now. So now we would like to share merits with everyone today. And I also want to mention that when we are sharing merits, we will be asking permission to say our teacher's name. This is because it is out of respect for our teacher. So let's share all the merits we have collected today with the heavenly beings, with our teacher. May I have permission to say our teacher's name? Most Venerable Kiriba Koranyana Nandatero, also known as Pinwak Lukuswamanvanse to us. With the Venerable Sangha, the volunteers who work hard in sharing the Buddha's teachings, and with all the participants of today's program. May you rejoice in these merits and realize the Four Noble Truths in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Everyone, do not forget that you have a choice in the friends that you keep. Choose your friends that will lead you into the right path and make a wise decision that will help you gain good merits. Do not forget to tune in next week for another episode of Sound of Supreme Bliss. Supreme Bliss You can't miss The sound of Supreme Bliss